to the Hanford Dixon Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. I'm Gabriella Cruz, and we are joined today by a very special guest we're going to bring in. And this is kind of cool because this is someone you played against, but you guys went to the same alma mater. You have the, the same alma mater, Southern Mississippi boy. Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Some people say I'm no good. <laughs> Crazy as can be. I get mm. drunk in the morning <laughs> in the afternoon. But I ain't asking nobody for nothing. If I can't get it on my own, you don't like the way I'm living. Leave the short hair country boy alone, <laughs> goddammit. What's up, Lulu? <laughs> What's Lewis up, Vic? What's happening? <laughs> I thought you might like that. pretty good there, boy. Well, I th- Gabby, I thought he might like that song he right there. That one. He <laughs> liked that one. We are joined by Lewis Lips. Let's see. Former wide receiver, nine seasons in the NFL, was a Pittsburgh Steeler. So you really went head to head with this guy at one point, Hanford. Well, we did, Gabby, but uh, I could tell you a quick little story about him. You know, he can cook now. Oh, wow. You know, he's he, obviously he's from uh, Louisiana. Uh, That's right. He liked to tell people he's from New Orleans, but we, uh, you know, the town he's from was so small, you know, you, <laughs> if, if, if if you blink, you'll miss it. Is, is, is it small, Louis? Oh man, that's right. You blink, you miss it, babe. I think we had. I think he can count all the red lights on two fingers. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, I understand that because I'm also from a little small town, but I'm from Alabama, a little small town outside of Mobile called Theodore. Alabama. Any of you guys out there have heard of Theodore, Alabama, raise your hand, okay? I got to raise my hand. Only because of you, Hanford. But, Gabby, he was was a big robber. You know, those uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, we got to give him a hard time because he... uh, He's one of those guys, uh, uh, at one time or another, when he mentioned the Cleveland area, you know what he called us? Oh. The mistake on the lake. (laughs) (laughs) See, he's heard that one before. I've heard that one. He thinks I don't don't know. He's he's said that a couple times. Out of his own mouth, he's called Cleveland the mistake (laughs) on the lake. And we have a problem with people saying that about Cleveland. You're you're a big smack talker. Obviously, we've been over this. So, um, oh, yeah. Oh, let's not get started with that now. I'm yeah, sure he likes he's to talk. had a few things to say to you. Oh, man, that's, that's my dog, though. Hey, man. Uh, well, I mean, the sun don't even shine in Cleveland, man. I can't remember playing one game when it had sunshine. Hey, you Not sh- one. Hey, you shut your mouth. Don't you say that about Cleveland. <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's the thing that killed me. For him to say the mistake on the lake in Cleveland. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Now, in Pittsburgh, I mean, you got uh, uh, the two cities pretty much have the same type of weather. Is that correct? I feel like that's a fair analysis. You know, Pittsburgh's pretty cold. And and our stadium is right on the lake. And when you go to uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, Three Rivers, I mean, the uh, stadium is not Three Rivers anymore, though, is it? No. It, I, no, it's Acrisure now. Yes. Uh, what the hell is Acrisure. that? I don't even know what I that think is. That's, that's some kind of insurance firm, I think, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They came up with the big money and knocked uh, knock Hines Hines out the out the picture. Right. Well, big dog, we're gonna we're gonna dive in for a minute here. Thanks for joining us. Yes, we're gonna take. Yeah, a break. man, no problem. We'll be right back with Lewis Lips. 
Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. We are joined by Lewis Lips today, and we're, we're getting to know him a little bit and your story, Hanford. So you guys go way back. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Lewis. Yes, yes, yes. Not a problem. We were I think, anything for the top dog. <laughs> I think we were we left off on uh, smack talk and mistake on the lake. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, I I, I want to ask you. Uh, let's let's go back to you at uh, Southern Mississippi. Were you uh, were you shocked when you was drafted by the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh my gosh, man! Not only shocked that I got drafted by them, but the position that I got drafted in. You know, back then, man, I was just when we had that pro day uh, during our, my junior year, you know, the scouts came to me and asked me if I had any uh, any intentions of uh, or, or, or any dreams about playing in National Football League. And I went, what? Man, are you kidding me? I said, the NFL? <laughs> I said, you think I can play in the NFL? He said, that's why we here. And uh, and then, you know, you go through my senior year and. Uh, you know, things went okay. And I get drafted. Not only drafted, but I get drafted in the first round. <laughs> I mean, man, that was just like so mind blowing to me. And uh didn't realize uh how big that was until I actually got here in Pittsburgh. Well, and you got you was a twenty third pick, I wanna say, uh in the first round. And uh Lewis, I like in even in college, what you had like 92 catches? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, we had all them horses right, in the backfield, right, man. <laughs> right. Sammy Weiner and uh, you played with Sammy. Yeah, Ricky Sam Floyd. Sam yeah. yeah, man. All we did was ran the ball, man. We only threw the ball because we had to. So is that why you were shocked? Because you didn't think that you were worthy? Or you just the amount of catches? Or you just... Did I, yeah, I, did, I just didn't think that uh, uh, my numbers were there. Um, for me to go that high, and then after after I went to the the, uh, the senior bowl, that's when you know all the scouts are there, all the head coaches are there. We getting coached by professional coaches, and they were even you know talking, hey man, you know they 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 got their eyes on you. Keep doing what you're doing, you know they're saying good things. You know you can't go down. You can only climb the ladder. You know so. Um, you know, so I just kept being me and doing me, and, uh, you know, that, that's what happened, man. Now, did you say you were surprised at the position that that you got looked at for? Uh, well, um, being that I was the 23rd player in the draft, to be 23rd person picked in the draft right. out of— I got you. Oh, my gosh. What, there's like three—at that time, it was three over 330, 340 players drafted at back then. You know, and I'm the 23rd out of that many. I'm like, holy crap! That was, uh, yeah, that was big time, man. My I, my little hometown just lit up, man. It, I come, I came back from Hattiesburg, coming back home, man. You could have swore the president of the United States was driving through town. Louis, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, and this is uh, gonna shock you. Were really a better baseball player? You felt that you were a better baseball player than uh, a football player, and uh, I, was foot was baseball your first love? Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was it, man, Hanford. It was so crazy. It was uh, the whole time my dad was grooming me to play baseball. And um, so when it came time for uh, 
me graduating high school and possibly getting a, a scholarship to go to school. Football, I had uh, had offers in football. I even had a junior college offer in basketball. But uh, knowing that I wasn't going to school to play football, knowing that I wasn't going to school to play basketball, I had my, you know, had my heart set on playing baseball for somebody. And uh, Southern and Baton Rouge and Grambling University was the two that were uh, were really, uh, really wanted me. And so back then, you couldn't over recruit uh, in different sports. So they'll say, for instance, like uh, you can only be recruited during football season for football. You can only recruit basketball for basketball season, baseball for baseball season. And so uh, when I got the offer from uh, Coach Bauer to come to Southern Miss, that's the first thing I did. I ran to my dad and I said, Dad, I said, this is Coach Bauer from uh, University of Southern Mississippi City. He wants to know if I want to come up there and play football. And the first thing came out of my dad's mouth, he said, well, because that was his big thing of me going to college. And he said, well, he said, you better make sure they let you play baseball if they're going to give you a football scholarship. <laughs> you know, and, and back then, Hamp, you as well, you know, as well as I do, we didn't even have a baseball no. team. It was all walk-on. No, you're right. And their baseball field was our practice field. <laughs> oh, man. What position? You know, now, now they hosting uh, – you know, uh, SEC schools and tournaments and all kind of stuff going on now because that's the baseball stadium we got there is like unbelievable. What did you play in baseball? I played every position except shortstop and second base. <laughs> well, but center field was my position. Well, I got to say this to you because uh, obviously when you came to uh, Pittsburgh, when you got to the pros, we all know that you're a great wide receiver, but also you were a great uh, punt returner. And mm -hmm. uh, me personally, I, I don't know how you guys can return those punts because I, you know, when you got to give that fair catch and you got the Gabby, you got them there just coming in on you. I would fumble that ball uh, uh, every time. And my understanding, baseball had something to do with you being uh, a great punt returner. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you, uh, you know, you're playing center field, uh, you know, them guys trying to get extra bases on you, man. And so, uh, you know, you cap. You get you capped under that fly ball, and you got your eyeball on that guy either tagging on first or tagging on second or tagging third, trying to go home. So you got to keep your eyes on him because the last thing you want to do is make a late throw. You know, so we all, when I grew up, we used to call it the crow hop. So you catch and throw at the same time. And so uh, by me being an outfielder, I always used to, I was just, coach that way to watch that runner. If he's tagging up, then you know you got to get rid of that ball really, really fast. Well, Louis, and that... so that's just like when the punt's up there, you know, I'm checking these guys out coming down the you gotta, field. You got to look everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so, you're screaming. They come and get it. They want to knock you out when they oh, yeah. ball when they're coming oh, yeah. at you. Look, and, and this is a question because I remember <laughs> me, me playing against um, – Guys with the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, when I first came in, they had uh, uh, Lynn Swan and John Stallworth were the uh, two wide receivers and the guys that I really had to go against. And, uh, I'm, I, you know, I remember telling you guys a story, uh, John, because I used to talk crap and stuff to everybody, you know. You? I, I, you know you know me, Gabby. I, I just love to talk. Oh, yeah. And uh, John Stallworth <laughs> was a guy. Louis, 
you know, I, I, I told John Stallworth, I said, man, I got to tell you something. I said, because he never, never said a word back to me. He just went about his business. And that thing was. Uh, that hurt you more. It hurt me more. I mean, because he, <laughs> instead of me getting in his head. He was getting in yours. He was getting in my head, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and and you know, uh, you know John a lot better than uh, anyone because my understanding, oh. he. He pretty much took you under his wings. Uh, you were, uh, you guys maybe roomed together, I think, on uh, absolutely, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, on some trip. And here's Louis trying to take a guy position, but John is just still helping him get through. Do we have time to get into that bone a little bit? Okay, tell tell a little bit about that, Louis. Well, uh, yeah, man, Stahl was a great guy, man. I mean, when I remember when I was there, uh, when we were in training camp. And, uh, you know, we were there two weeks before the veterans came in. And so uh, one of the PR guys was telling me about, uh, oh, man, you're going to love John Stallworth. He's a great guy. He says, you're going to be able to pick him out out of the room of 100 people because he says he's about 6'2", 6'3". And he talks like this. He got a little high-speaking high <laughs> voice. You know? Uh, and... <laughs> and uh, and, it, and he came in, man, and introduced himself and said, welcome to Pittsburgh and welcome to the Steelers. And, uh, and man, I just sat, I just sat back there waiting for my reps. And I was just watching him in amazement of how he was, he would make an out route look like so many different routes. It was unbelievable. And, uh, uh, and then we end up uh, being roommates together for the whole four or five years that I played with him, you know, and after that fact, I said to myself, got to thinking, I'm like, well, damn, I think they must have did that on purpose, <laughs> you know? I mean, because what 10-year veteran wants to room with a rookie? I don't know many. You know? I don't know many. So Most uh, of them wanted their own room. Yeah, you know, and, and everybody tells me, man, you know, because I, I got caught after the first four Super Bowls, and I left before the next four that they went to, and two of those they won. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, I think I came in at the right time because I came in and I played right away and, uh, uh, you know, and did some good things. So, and he was a big, big part of that. And, uh, the, and the one other thing that he really... Um, helped me with was that John used to go in the meetings with the OC and the quarterbacks mm -hmm. before our wide receiver meeting. And so I'd always be looking for him. I'm like, well, where the hell did he go? You know? And then, uh, so, and I don't know, I guess it might've been five, six, seven weeks into the season. And so I finally said, I said, Hey man, I said, well, where you be going at in the morning? He said, I go to the meeting. I said, what meeting? He said, uh, the quarterback meeting. I said, what? I said, you, we can go in that meeting? He said, yeah, man. He said, you ought to come in the meeting. And, uh, you know, went to, went to a couple of meetings, man, and you would not believe how much Knowledge. that actually helped yeah. me to be helpful on the field. Well, I tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna. Uh, I know we gotta take a little break. Gab is gonna break us in a minute. But what I want to talk to you about some of the other players and when did you finally realize that uh, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, playing the Cleveland Browns, and 
because I know when I realized playing the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time, man, I just couldn't believe the intensity and everything that was going on on the field. So hang tight. We're not going to hold you too long, but hang tight with us. Okay. Uh, Gabby's going right. to take us out here. Yeah, we'll be back right you after got this. It. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. We've got the top dog, of course, and we're joined by Lewis Lips. He's w- was just telling us about, uh, you know, the intensity of Steelers versus Browns. We want to know what that was like for you. Take us back in time. Um, such a storied rivalry, and then also the dog pound playing playing near the mistake on the lake, if you will. <laughs> you know, those those Steelers fans are loving this show right here, Gab. You know, they got Lewis. You know they are. You know, they, they got Lewis on, and then they got him talking about the mistake on the lake. You guys might have been saying the mistake uh, on the lake, but you had to be intimidated by the dog pound. Well, uh, I tell you what, uh, we were at Municipal Stadium, and Hamp, you know as well as I do because you started that damn thing. And, uh, and so, we, so we came out to warm up. And the seats, the, the seats, that dog pound Close. had to be three yards behind the back end of the end zone. Close. I mean, really, really close. Right there for and, you. And, man, I mean, these people were in tense i mean they were screaming and howling and cussing and barking so much that i mean you could see the saliva coming out of their mouth they were so freaking mad and i don't know if the the redness of their skin was from the cold weather or the alcohol they were drinking but i'll tell you what man that was unbelievable and then then we get fired with these daggone people were throwing dog biscuits at us. Yes. Dog biscuits at us. You hear me? The one time I was down, and that's how I found out, that, man, these these damn people are crazy. <laughs> I mean, these people have lost their mind. And that damn dog biscuit hit me in my helmet, man. My ears didn't stop ringing until halftime. Louis, <laughs> listen to I'm this. I'm like, man, what I got myself into here. Yeah. <laughs> listen to this, big dog. Now, <laughs> this, this, I, you know, obviously we were in the AFC North, and uh, now they call it the uh, AFC. No, we were in the, the AFC, AFC Central. Central. Now they call yeah. it the AFC North. And right. uh, I, I never will forget this, my rookie season, and uh, you played with this guy, Jack Lambert. And yep. um, that's when I realized how serious it was. Uh, we were playing, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we were playing them at home, and this was my rookie year. Brian Sype was the quarterback. And, and Brian Sype ran over by the sideline, Gabby. And I'm telling you something. Jack Lambert hit Brian Sype. And I just opened my mouth, and I'm just a rookie. You know, I'm still like a little kid there, and I'm like, wow, this shit here is real. I mean, it is really real. I I, I couldn't believe it. That's when I realized that whenever you play, that whenever we were playing, I mean, obviously any team in our division, the AFC Central, but whenever we were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, you had to strap it on because if, uh, if you didn't, it was going to be a problem. Lewis, did you realize that early in your career, too, playing against the Cleveland Browns or any team in the AFC oh, Central? man, look, in my rookie year, I think it was a preseason game. We were up in Cleveland, and it was a preseason game. And uh, I remember real vividly, man, me and uh, myself and Ouija Thompson were the wide receivers for them. 
for us at the time. And uh, I think Ouija might have caught a slant pass or made a catch in the end zone. And uh, and I was on your side. You was covering me that that particular play. And Ouija caught the pass, man. And I was jumping up and down, screaming, yeah, there go, Ouija. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, shut your damn mouth, rookie. That, don't, that ain't the mean shit, you know. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about, man? Yeah. You know. And then, and then, so after the game, I'm I'm looking for Hanford, looking for Hanford, man. Hanford ain't want to have nothing to do with me, man. Nothing. He was, he was, oh, he was in the moment, man. That is so funny. It was, you know, oh. it, it was just the, it was just the way it was. And uh, I think it was one of your favorite quarterbacks then, Bobby Brister. It was that who was. Well, he he came. Uh, Bub came in what eighty eight, I think. Okay, okay. So you were on yeah. your way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What so, t- uh, yeah, man, but that was, uh, that, that was something. I mean, he, you know, Hanford told me to shut up, stop all that noise, <laughs> but that's not the actual words that he used. Right. I, mean, <laughs> with that. Wait, I figured that much. <laughs> Lewis, tell us a little bit about, uh, obviously, have you had a chance to watch, uh, uh, this Steelers team right now? Because I'm telling you, man, we all thought that there's no way. Uh, this football team is going to be in it right now, but I don't know how you count out a guy like Mike Tomlin because he does nothing but seems to win and win and win. But uh, tell us what you think about uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers team right now. Well, I, I tell you what, man, that team is, uh, they got a lot of talent, man. I mean, a lot of talent. And I think what's happening now is that, uh, they 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 aren't using these guys to their full capabilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had if I had Najee in the backfield along uh, with the other running back, can't think of his name right now, and had these wide receivers that they have, I'm telling you what, man, I'd be putting some pressure on some defenses, man. I'd be getting them the ball as much as I can, every chance I get. And for some strange reason, they aren't doing that. And, you know, right now the offense is is pretty much relying on the defense to keep them in these games. You know, they, they're giving them the ball in great field position. Um, the offense is, is really struggling, even though, you know, they make, uh, you know, these splurge play, plays like uh, Tomlin always says. But uh, if if they want to be a mainstay, not only in the north, but in the league, yeah, man, they got to get it together, man. They they got to put their foot on the gas, man. Well, everybody's pretty excited about. Well, I don't know. They when they drafted him, Kenny Pickett, uh, Gab. We we were talking about him, obviously the guy out of Pitt, right there, and mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to he's trying to get it together. But Lewis, looking at that defense, I mean, you, you can't be disappointed oh, yeah. by that T.J. Watt. I mean, oh my God! I mean, this yeah, guy. He, I mean, I, did you see him pick off that pass? Yes, I mean, indeed, I did. What yeah, the hell? Yeah, I was watching the game. I mean, that's that's DB yeah, stuff. He, he is something special, man. And 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 you you could see it when he's not in there. That they're just they're not the same team. And then and and they're missing they're missing the the big captain in the middle, Cam Hayward. Yeah. You yeah, know, he's so, the glue. Uh, and they, yeah, and they still making it happen. I mean, they're trying to find themselves in the secondary, but uh, you know, but they they doing enough to get by. Well, they got Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. They got Minka. Uh, you know, they they're really high on uh, on Joy Junior. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a matter of time. I mean, I don't know how much more time they got. Uh, but the big thing is that um, I think what's going to really work in their favor is like the next three weeks they're at home. You know, the next three weeks they're at home. So, okay. uh, you know, and they're going to come into this, that, that stadium, man, and, and the fans are going to, they're going to be in it to the sky. And, uh, you know, and if they can pull off a couple of victories here, man, maybe they can grab some momentum. You mentioned T.J. Watt. It's going to be him versus Miles Garrett for Defensive <laughs> yeah. Player of the Year, I think. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what, that Miles Garrett, man, I watched him yesterday. I mean, uh, you know, y'all, you guys pulled it off, man, but that, that Miles Garrett is uh, – That was his game. Boy, he's a man, a man man amongst boys over there, boy. I tell you what. Louis, before we let you go, uh, uh, we know you finally – you you're in the uh, HOF, the uh, – you're a Hall of Fame member of the uh, honors, yeah, the of honors yeah. for the uh-huh. uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, right. I, I knew that meant a lot to you, didn't it? Oh, my gosh, man. I was teary-eyed. I'm getting teary-eyed now. But, uh, I mean, I always tell everybody, man, even when I go out and speak and engage and stuff like that, I said, I know we was that that mistaken uh, mistaken decade there in, in, in between the 70s and the 90s. I said, but I could tell you one thing. We wasn't trying to lose. Right. We were trying to win, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and even with that being said, for them to still uh, think that much of me to put me in the in the hall with all these other guys that uh, you know four rings and Hall of Famers. I mean, uh, yeah, man, that touched me royally. Well, I can say this. So Gab and I were just uh, talking about it before the show. You are truly, truly worthy of it my friend I, I i don't even have to tell you you know how good you you were and and at that time i mean just uh gabby he was something else and he was a great wide receiver but even better punt returner Oof, congratulations on all your success it's really it's really cool for you to share your story and for us to give him a tribute for all the honors and accolades that you have and what a storied career almost 10 years in yeah. the nfl not an easy thing you guys both had great long careers. You got it. Right. Thanks right. for joining yeah, us, big dog. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it very much. Hey, Hamp, I'm I'm probably going to be coming to Cleveland pretty soon. You know it. Just so let, don't tell nobody. I don't tell nobody. I so they don't, don't, I, I, don't flatten my tires when I get down there. <laughs> for that mistake on the lake thing. Uh, you I'll, know. I'll be ready with a dog biscuit. Don't you worry. Louis, before you go, I who's going to who, who's, I think what I'm gonna do when I get to the state line, I'm gonna run a car with Ohio plates on. <laughs> Before you go, who's gonna win the FC North? Uh, I, I think it's gonna be a toss-up between the Steelers and the Ravens. Oh my God! Cut him yeah, off, Gab. Man, Gab, hey. cut him off. We'll see hey, you hey, next hey, time, hey. Lewis Lips. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. <laughs> I, I got to say that, but you 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 guys are sneaky, man. Cleveland's sneaky, so. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't you don't just get lucky and beat San Francisco. You know, uh, it, it was a it, it was a, a buzzer beater here Sunday. You know, when y'all when you guys went down to Indianapolis, but uh, you know, some kind of way, man, you guys finally get them big wins. Thank you, my friend. Trying to keep it going. All right, Ham. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. Okay. All right. All right. Louis Lips, great guest to have on Hanford. He was, he, you know, it was really exciting to have him. I know he has some good stuff, but uh, 
we can just go on and talk to him all day, but you know we got to take a break. We got to take a break. We should have him in studio when he comes Absolutely. back. Absolutely. We'll do that. All right, we'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. How cool to have Lewis Lips on. I love you guys storytelling. Oh, he's he he is so funny. He, I didn't want to bring up the one time he came across the middle. I put that headgear right in his chest. <laughs> and he was sitting there just, mm, 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 and I whispered in his ear. And I said, I missed you, man. I didn't hit you good. I, You know, I, I wish I'd have got you good. Knowing I hit him really good. But I know he was just saying to himself, damn. If he think he missed me, what what's gonna happen when he really hit me? You know, I I, I love to do that to one of those wide receivers. I can't believe this is the same person who says that he's afraid to shoot an open layup because he's afraid to break it. <laughs> right. So he has to pass it <laughs> off at the to- last minute. That's totally different. That's different. Now I, I now I, I have confidence <laughs> coming across that middle to hit somebody, but not, that layup, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> We're going to break down some Browns, but of course we're going to get our fan reaction from J.T. Thompson of Montrose Auto Group joining us once again in studio. Welcome. Thanks, Gabby. Glad to be back. Always good to have you back. We got another victory Monday on our hands, and we want to hear about your reaction and any questions you've got for Hanford. Oh, God. Well, the game yesterday was an emotional roller coaster from a fan seat. Wasn't it crazy? I mean, you know, three, four plays into the ball game, you know, Ford runs 70 yards for a touchdown. (laughs) Five plays later, we have that, you know, offsides and boom. Indy's off to the races, another seven. It was just up and down the whole day. JT, did you think we were going to pull it off, though? Tell the truth. You got a a little word there a little bit, did you? I mean, Hanford, I'm a Browns fan. I I did not think as soon as Watson went out, I'm like, all right, we're done. This, (laughs) This is how it goes. This is exactly how it goes. And uh, but it was fun. I mean, it was a fun football game to watch. You know, that was by far the best game of the slate yesterday, in my opinion. Well, I know you have uh, some questions for me, but I have one for you. Yeah, let, let me, me ask know. you this. And Gab, I want your I want your answer on this one too. And this is about Deshaun. I mean, you guys have to tell me now. Obviously, Deshaun got hurt. I mean, he went out. He went into concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm hearing maybe it had something to do with his shoulder, but regardless of whatever happened, Stefanski said, I'm not going to put him back in the game. I'm going to pull him. Do you guys think we have? there's a problem right now at quarterback? Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I, I do. I think that we have a question mark at quarterback, and that is a problem because yeah. we want to see our $230 million yeah. quarterback out there, and we want it, but we want to see him healthy, though, right? It, it, it's the uncertainty of it. Yeah, yeah, none of us are in the locker room. We don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. And that conversation in there, I mean, what Stefanski did is probably the correct thing by setting him out. But at the same time, Gab, you just alluded to it. $230 million guaranteed contract. What are we doing? And I see it both sides. Yeah. You know, it was, it's actually the question I was going to ask you. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you true or false. Is Deshaun our guy? Oh boy. I mean, and I know we can do that week to week, but yeah, you, I know we really could at this point. Yeah, you, you hit. That's why I was trying to get that question to you guys because before you before you hit me with it, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's some question marks right there because I think um, I think he's only played in I want to say ten games. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, right or wrong. I, I want to say it's, it's about ten games that he's played in. And let's face it, I mean, we've given him 230 as you guys mentioned, and all, every cent of that is guaranteed. And uh, 
I mean, before he went out of the game, I think he was one for five. With the pick. With the pick. Yep. And he should have had another pick yep. that was just dropped where the uh, defensive back just couldn't control it uh, all the way through the ground. So um, I don't know. It's just tough. I mean, it's just really, really tough. It, it, it is because you, you see the flashes of talent. You're coming out of that Tennessee game going, wow, this this is our guy. You really feel comfortable and confident that we finally have the person that's going to lead this team after years and years, two decades plus of uncertainty at the QB position. You feel like you have him, and then he's out, and then out again. And I don't know. I don't know what to think. And then to make it more confusing, he gets medically cleared here and there, cleared with the concussion, cleared with the shoulder. Now and and now Stefanski is saying we're gonna see him against the Seahawks. That's the plan as of now. Yeah. So I'm sure things will flip and turn by the time all, all well, is said and done. And, but and you're right. And here's what's crazy is um, I don't think we're thinking right now that we're sure if him, uh, DTR, or PJ Walker. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a question mark. I think as far as the Browns are concerned, I don't know this, but I'm just saying I think there's a question mark. Uh, with with one of those guys, they don't know who. They don't know. They don't know who's gonna. You be don't know the, what you uh, don't know yet. <laughs> right, right. But I know you got another question. Well, the ne- the next question: True or false? Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. Whew. We were boy, just talking about it with boy, that's, lips. That's an easy question I, right now. I, I, I think I, so. I, 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 Seven and a half sacks, three oh, forced fumbles, one blocked kick. My my my, Miles Garrett is a freak. Other I mean, worldly. he is a freak. That man jumping over the line yesterday was out of this world. I mean, how do you do that? I mean, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I could yeah. not believe that he jumped over and blocked the field goal. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I'm telling you, you can't block him. On one of those strip sacks that mm-hmm. he had, they actually tried to double team him, and that didn't work and couldn't work because nope. he went through two guys. Two guys, tight end and the to tackle. get to the quarterback. Because yep. he's a machine. So to answer your question, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Man. That's he what I is. thought. He is right now the man MVP. Is playing defensive out MVP. of his mind. Yeah. And, 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 if, and if you know those quarterbacks got their wraps around the uh, MVP of the league. Yep. But defensive, you have to say it's Miles Garrett. Glad he's on our team. That's oh. right, my friend. <laughs> JT, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks uh, for give, having me. Give Montrose Auto a plug here as we head out. Uh, I mean, hey, you need a car? We got them. Right. Go to GoMontrose.com. Simple as that. Simple as that. Do they take ask, care of you. Do they ask for you, JT? Uh, a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do. They see me around town. Hey, you're that guy. You're that guy. Yeah, I am. He's our guy. I'll take care of you. <laughs> well, we have to say this. You are getting better in those commercials. I, tr- I try. You, you are. Know? You are pretty good. I, hey, I've known you for a long That's time, right. and you're no. You're, you're right. not shy when it comes to being in front of That's the camera. Right. That's right. <laughs> No. <laughs> Thanks so much, JT. And uh, we got to take a break, but we'll be back with more Browns breakdown after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon show. We're breaking down Browns and also Hanford. I want to get your opinion on around the AFC North. What caught your eye over the weekend? Uh, yeah, there was a there was a couple of games, and uh, Gabby, I can't believe. It. Before I say that, though, I, I always feel like uh, Icky Woods is looking at me. When we do when we do this whole show, it just feel like he got the he's those eyes, eyes yeah, those he's got eyes, eyes on, on me. But yeah, getting back to Let's your say question, the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, but it was interesting. Yeah, yesterday. Ravens Steelers both uh, won. Yeah, Cincinnati had the bye week. Uh, I have to say this, and and it kind of 
hurt me to say this, but I think the Baltimore Ravens right now not only are the best team in the AFC North, uh, I think they, they legitimate right to be the best team, I think, in the league right now. Because when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens really should be 7-0. Uh, and oh. They really should. Uh, one game, uh, Lamar uh, had like eight. They dropped eight passes. And, and yesterday, they went. They played the Detroit Lions. And the Lions, I mean, uh, what were the Lions? Uh, I think they were like, um, uh, uh, they had lost one game, I want to say, uh, yesterday. Before yesterday, they had lost only one game. And uh, this was supposed to be a big, big game for both teams. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens, man, they just seemed like they could do anything they wanted to do against this Detroit team. And uh, Lamar, I mean, Lamar threw for like 350-something yards. I mean, he uh, threw for, I mean, he threw for three, I mean, he he was involved in like four touchdowns. He ran one, and I think he threw three other touchdown passes. And then they were able to run the football. And that defense right now, that defense is playing well. I mean, there's two defenses in the AFC North that are, pretty damn good talking about our defense and that Baltimore Ravens defense and it was shocking to me that they were able to handle the uh, Detroit Lions the way they handled them and also looking in the uh, AFC North those damn Pittsburgh Steelers I cannot believe it I mean they make I mean who would have thought I mean the way they whole started I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers right now are number two in the AFC North Uh, uh, that's big because they're two and oh in the division, and they are ahead of us. We're three, and then the Cincinnati Bengals are four. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, they, pff, I I didn't think that they were gonna they were playing as well as they had. But you never can count on a Mike Tomlin team. Right. I mean, because he he's never had a losing season since he's been in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, and they're playing uh, pretty well. And, uh, and I Steelers think- remind me of us a little bit in the aspect of their defense when their defense gets those real. Uh, big plays when you see Watt make a really big play it fires everybody up and it and it has that momentum thing that allows them just to stay in it yeah and I thought the Rams I, I thought the LA Rams were I, I thought they were going to beat them I, I mean I really did but uh, when you got a team like TJ Watt like you said I mean he's uh, like a Miles Garrett on that defense and mm-hmm. uh, he is just uh, uh, phenomenal and obviously the he's got uh, comparable numbers eight sacks two forced fumbles three fumble recoveries and you know and all the energy and personality that comes yeah, with it yeah, a lot yeah. like Miles yeah he 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 gets it done and uh, obviously that other team a little bit further south uh, in Ohio talking about the Cincinnati Bengals they had a bye yesterday so they uh, uh, didn't play but they're last place in the division but they seem like. They're playing really well right now because Joe Burrows and, and, and company are starting to get on the same page, and Joe Burrows starting to get healthy. So, uh, But still, the FC North is going to be interesting. Hopefully, we'll have two, two teams come out. By the time all this stuff and all the dust is settled, hopefully we'll have two teams coming out of the uh, AFC North that's going to make it to the playoffs, talking about the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, and that would just make me uh, really, really Happy. I would make all of us here in Cleveland happy. Did you catch the the Bills Patriots? Bills fell to the Patriots, and and Josh Allen just didn't look great. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I don't want to say I'm gonna put that whole thing on Josh Allen. I mean, because uh, uh, I I just don't know what team is gonna show up when the Buffalo Bills come. I mean, the Buffalo Bills. 
I don't think there's a possibility they might even make the playoffs. And, and still, there's a long way to go. But which Bills team is going to show up? I, I mean, they cannot be Belichick. I mean, everybody's beating Belichick this year. But you have to give uh, that other quarterback uh, uh, out of Alabama, I mean, Gab, he played extremely well. I mean, he really did. I think in the fourth quarter, Gab, I want to say he was seven for seven. Uh, in the fourth quarter, I think like 138 yards, 128 yards, something like that. But he didn't miss a pass, and he came back. Mike Jones, I want to say his name is uh, something like that. But out of Mac, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones, I knew it was something like that. But this guy, I mean, he came back and he was just phenomenal. Bones, he was phenomenal in the fourth quarter. And but I, getting back to those Buffalo Bills, I just don't know. I don't know who's going to show up. Who's going to show up whenever the Bills play? You know what? That's that's a fair analysis. I know that uh, you said you watched the Dolphins-Eagles, too. 31-17 and Eagles on top. All right, I will say this, though. Dolphins, who's got the greatest touchdown celebration right now? Is it what we <laughs> saw from Tyreek Hill? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Tyreek Hill is a fool, man. I mean, I mean, he, he is so funny, so entertaining. You you, you you have to like this guy. I mean, when you when he caught, you knew something was coming. You just didn't know what was going to come after yeah. he, uh, whenever he gets in the end zone. The and, floppy fish. And, yeah, I was just going to ask you, is that what it was? I think so. I think that he was getting reeled in, and then he just did the flop, flop. <laughs> you know, like. But see, you you can dance, so you know how to. Come on, it's you, in the show. You got it. You, I, I got know, it. you know how to do all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> getting to that game, I you know, there you talk talking about two teams both of them were five and one going into that game and there was two quarterbacks both of them uh, uh playing uh played at the university of alabama and what was interesting was uh tua um uh, I, I think was it jalen that got hurt at one game and tua came uh, when tua got hurt or jalen somebody one of them got hurt and the other one came in in the championship game and won the championship game so this was personal yeah people could say what they want to say but this was personal between the two of them. And the two of them, they like each I, other. What was it, Boehm? I know that, obviously, Jalen transferred. Jalen got benched for Tua in that first initial national championship game where Alabama won. Okay. 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 And then Tua got hurt, and Jalen came back in. But then the following year, Jalen transferred to Oklahoma, where he won the Heisman. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like I, I was going to say, I know it's personal for Now for they're the, both in the NFL, and Jalen beats Tua. But also, too, now, you have to – did you see uh, those wide receivers? You had some wide receivers. You know, I'm from Alabama, so that's why I'm, I'm lighting up when I start talking about these Alabama players. You had two guys, um, two or three wide receivers, and uh, that was from – uh, the University of Alabama that both of those guys were uh, throwing to. So they go Southern, go Southern well, boys. I mean, well, you know what can I say, Gab? Roll tide, roll. You know, <laughs> I know, I know you don't want to hear that. You know, you Buckeyes, roll tide, roll. That's Leave all this short-haired country, country boy alone. <laughs> all right, we got to go to break. We'll be back, you crazy guy. Right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. We are wrapping up here in Hanford. You were in Indiana over the weekend. You said there was a lot of uh, traveling fans, Browns in numbers. Yeah, but I, I could tell you this. It was like a mini dog pound. I mean, well, I, I want to say mini, but it, it was it was Browns fans just absolutely everywhere in that place. I, I, I did an appearance uh, for uh, the Indy Browns backers, and uh, this was was so surprising to me. Not only was the Indy Browns backers there, um, like 
seemed like uh, all the Browns backers that was in a maybe within uh, 200 miles uh, from the place. They were all there in that place. I went to this one place, a little bar and restaurant, and I'm telling you, this the bar restaurant is huge, and I'm telling you, the whole place was just packed with uh, orange and brown. And I can imagine at the stadium. I mean, Browns travel well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they travel extremely well, but it was a lot of Browns fans there at the game. I bet you were barking. Well, you know, we had it going. We had it going. We, uh, we, you know, that's why I like doing these things because, uh, and I go back and I tell the players over and over again, uh, I mean, there's no better fans than the Cleveland Browns fans. I mean, anywhere in the world. And uh, it goes back to, obviously, when I played, you know, we were just so close to them. They can feel us. They can touch us. And, that uh, is so cool and, to hear and, that. And all you have to do right now, all they have to do is, like they're doing right now, win a few games. Win a few games because you see how good it is even if you're, you know, because we haven't won anything lately. But just win a few games. And you talking about fans get crazy. It's crazy how you can feel the whole city's aura shift. Oh, the vibe. You know if we won or lost on a Monday in Cleveland. I mean, I'm, I'm walking through, and, 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 you know, I haven't played in a while now, but Browns fans, they know they're, they know they're players, and, and they're barking at me. I'm barking back at them, and it's just, uh, it's just that relationship that we have uh, with each other. It's just unbelievable, and I, and I like it because a lot of uh, they're bringing their kids up right to uh, love the Cleveland Browns, so that makes me happy. They're all becoming the Cleveland Browns. They're entering the whole cycle. It's generational. Well, listen, Browns at Seahawks. We're looking for another dub. Hanford, good show. Oh, Gabby, I I tell you what, it was really, really good. We want to say uh, thank you to Lewis Lips, uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, old Southern Mississippi boy that was on with us. Really appreciate him coming on. And uh, it was a great show. But, of course, you, Gabby, you make the whole thing work. I got you. Give us a bark. See you next time.